0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and this is the fourth episode of season two. I also wanted to check in with you this week and ask you if you've done something creative that sparks your soul. It's a super full moon, total lunar eclipse right now, and so this is the time to harness that energy and make it happen. Today, you'll be meeting Lindy Delight. Lindsay Delight has been involved in the global electronic dance music scene for over 15 years. She started her professional promotional and event production career in Toronto by establishing a deep house event brand in warehouses and off locations, booking the leading artists in the genre. In 2011, Lindy relocated to Berlin to work for techno heavyweight Chris Liebing to develop his CLR label nights globally. Always looking for new challenges and constantly studying her later developments in communication, marketing, and event production, she took on the brand manager and event director position at Lee Burge's All Day I Dream venture. At the end of 2016, Lindy launched her management agency, Delight Management, to focus on brand and showcase management representing artists such as Unadal and Hybercell and many more. The pandemic and the resulting suscitation of live events brought about a change of focus to co-founding Masks for Music, to address the need for public protection from infectious disease and also facilitating the recovery of the global music industry. Most recently, she was honored to be elected an executive board member for the Association for Electronic Music in the live sector and will focus on safe event reopening strategies and alternative revenue models for the music scene. Today, we discuss slow living, her new career journey into diversity and inclusion for dance music, self-activation and much more. I also want to wish Lindy a very happy birthday today. And Lindy, I wish you a beautiful new year ahead full of love, new experiences, and for all your dreams to come true. You can follow this music industry maven on Instagram at Delight Management, management spelled M G M T. I hope you enjoy this episode. And here's Lindy Delight on Musai Collective. Hello, Lindy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really, really great. Thank you. I'm so happy to be sitting here talking to you now. I'm really, really excited about your new podcast and was really grateful that you asked me to join you. So, yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. So, everyone, I've known Lindy for a few years now from working in the dance music industry, and we worked on some of the same projects. One of them being her Master for Music initiative last summer and the Rekastella event over in Miami during Art Basel a few years ago now. And basically seeing each other at different events around the world, like Amsterdam dance event, Once Upon a Time. And I'm going to start off this interview here just talking about how, you know, you've been working in the dance music industry for over a decade now. With your management agency, Delight Management, representing artists such as Unadal and Hybrisale, as well as festivals, showcases, and everything in between... And I want to talk about how the pace of your life has changed quite a bit over the last year due to the state of the world. And, you know, we were both living fast-paced careers with the late nights, the traveling, the many projects on the go. And what ways have you really started to slow down and put your energy back into yourself to become the best version of yourself?
1: All right, so I'm going to rewind a little bit first. Sure. as you and I first met for the All Day I Dream party in Toronto.
0: Oh my God, you're right. I remember this (laughs) now. (laughs)
1: Too many things. I know, I know. But yeah, my life over the past like year and a half has, has definitely changed quite a bit. I've been kind of reprioritizing my life, finding a different speed. Of course, as we know, all the events have stopped and, you know, we had to kind of find our feet to figure out, you know, how we're going to make money, how we're going to pivot if we can. And, uh, and also, of course, like trying to keep a positive mindset through the whole whole thing. So for me personally, I've been, as you mentioned, you know, we started Masks for Music and that was an amazing initiative that we're able to work on together. And it was also incredible that we created something to help people that work in the music industry around the world. So since then, you know, we're still, of course, working on that project, but still life has slowed down for me quite a bit. I think it's the first time in the 15 years of my music industry career but actually, I was thinking about it the other day and I don't remember any time in my life where I wasn't super busy. Like <laughs> I honestly can't remember. And I think it must have been when I was in elementary school or something. Cause I really, <laughs> I was trying to think back. I was trying to think back. So, so now just finding a way to, yeah, to slow down, to take more, uh, more care of myself. This has been something that has, has pretty much been life-changing for me. You know, I, I didn't realize how fast I was going because even still, I still feel like I'm, my, I'm going fast, like my mind is going fast. But I know, I know that I have slowed down. Yeah. And, um, and that's been an incredible learning experience for me. And I know that there's still a lot more work to do in that, in that way. But what I found is slowing down, you really start to enjoy more of your life. You really start to see things more clearly, things that you would like to do, things that you don't want to do, what you need to clean out. And it also leaves a lot more room for creativity or to get inspired about new things. So that's only really possible if you do slow down.
0: Absolutely. I feel like I really felt that last summer when you know it was just about to be festival season right so that is like the busy 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 season for us in in the scene so for me it was like whoa this halt of like okay so I'm just going to enjoy the summer and go to cottages and I started doing yoga and like running outside by the water I never did that stuff before and I was like wow I really like this I told myself I didn't like running outside I don't know (laughs) Then It kind of pushed me there. So this is the time to work on ourselves and really sit back and do a life audit. And this also includes having boundaries and learning how to say no, because I think there was a time for myself also, I would just always say yes to all the projects that were coming my way. And not really saying no, because, you know, you want to take these new opportunities and work with new people. And, you know, that also opens new doors. How have you adjusted to your new slow living mindset? And as the world starts to open up again, will you continue to live in this new groove and, you know, set your boundaries and know when to say no?
1: (laughs) There's been a lot of adjustment over the past like year and a half. And of course, with this slowing down and what you really said is uh, something really important is having boundaries. Because I really felt from a lot of my career, I didn't have any boundaries. I worked myself really to the bone. Of course, I love what I do, right? I love what I do. But now with slowing down, I've found that it takes a bit more time to say yes to opportunities, to decide if it's really for me or not for me. Am I being valued enough if I, if I do it? Or am I saying, okay, this will be good for my profile. But at the same time, you know, having these boundaries... I think a lot of us, you and me, and I'm sure a lot of us working in the music industry were beyond just working for our, for our profile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, this is something really huge that I've been learning, having boundaries. I really don't think I've ever had boundaries before. And, you know, and there is a lot of fear, you know, with when you do set boundaries, but it's something that I've been learning that there's a lot of beauty on the other side of that, even Mm -hmm. if something doesn't turn out the way that you wanted, you you also get to learn that, you know, you get to see that. And this has been really, yeah, really life-changing. And, and also, I feel like I have a lot more freedom, I guess, in the end.
0: Yeah. And I think when I think back to maybe my first early years of working in the music business, I was trying to build my brand and my company. And of course you're like going to all these conferences and networking and really trying to build your network. And so Mm -hmm. this is why you're not saying no to things because you're like, yes, let's do everything. And then this is where the burnout comes from. And especially during the busier seasons, like summer festival season. And I remember after that, every summer I was, I was burnt out every September (laughs) because then there was a feel like a little bit of a slow pace. November, December, because you know Christmas is coming, and I would be like, "Whoa, what just happened?" You know, so it's really important. And I, I, I've, I agree. I've learned over the years the boundaries: am I being valued? Mm-hmm. You know, is it worth my time? I know there's so many different projects that can come your way, but it's also, what about me? You have to put yourself mm-hmm. first sometimes too. So I think absolutely. it's super important. You know,
1: absolutely. And to answer your question, you mm-hmm. know, will things continue once the world starts yes, to be open? Yes, 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 yes. You know, I'm asking myself this too. You know, yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to, to hold this. And I think I will be able to, I think I've found a really nice balance or I'm, I'm still trying to find that balance, but I think I've found, I'm closer to finding that balance between having my career, having my personal life, working on myself. And, you know, I already do see some opportunities coming, you know, towards the end of the year and also mm-hmm. some big stuff that's happening next year. I'm thinking, wow, this, is, this sounds great. Oh, that sounds really great too. So I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to have to play out and see how I, how I react to it all. But I do feel that the way that I feel now, I don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to pull myself out of this. And I honestly don't think that I will ever get back into that hardcore work-only, work-first mentality again. I think yeah. that's- I think that I've really, I think that COVID's taught a lot of us that, that we don't need to be, we don't need to be filling every hour of our day with work and traveling all the time.
0: Yeah. It's the work-life balance, which I think we all are aware of that's there, but we weren't applying it. And now it's like, you know, you when we were chit-chatting last week, you were saying all of these amazing things that you're doing for yourself now,
1: mm-hmm. such
0: as, you know, you're meditating, tell us more. <laughs>
1: Well, first I want to say, you know, work-life balance. This is really hard when it comes to the music industry because we're doing something that we love. Mm-hmm. You know? So sometimes it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. And so this is really <laughs> hard to make that separation sometimes when you're working in your passion and, and it really is work or are we actually making money for our hobby, Yeah, no, that's
0: true. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, I have over the past uh, little while been, I've kind of created a really nice um, morning routine for myself. So I've incorporated yoga or Pilates, running, making sure I read every day, writing down things I'm grateful for, uh, writing down dreams I made happen. So I always write down every day, 10 dreams I made happen. Uh, So I say that I've done it basically. And this kind of changes the mindset or at least maybe even manifest or create some of these goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just journaling. What else do I do? Always drinking my green tea every day. Yeah. I've actually also started doing like Wim Hof breathing.
0: Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Cause in the, in the winter time, um, I started doing ice dipping. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I, I don't know why I just like, I'm like, okay, I'm into the breath work. I started doing breath work as well here. I've done yeah. probably like eight sessions and I, I'm enjoying that experience. Um, but I'm seeing everyone doing like the cold dips, especially over in Canada, in the lakes. And this and this. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But tell us more about that. I want to know.
1: Well, I started seeing someone that was doing, that's been doing ice dipping for a while. And I said, okay, this is something that I want to do. And so he's like, okay, well, you can either do it now because there's a few months of cold or you can do it in November, December when it gets cold again. But it's going to be the same whenever you do it. You know, you're going to have to eventually have to do it. So, I said, you know what? You're right. So, I went. And it's funny because it was a snowing and raining. So, it was so, so cold and wet. Mm-hmm. And we went to this lake and there was a nice group of people. We all did the breathing together. And then you just have to surrender. Mm-hmm. So, I had to let go of everything in my mind. Took my clothes off. Everyone like screamed and then went in at the same time. And as you're going in, it is cold it is freezing (laughs) but you have to just keep going yeah so I kept going I walked I guess to the top of my rib cage Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I walked I walked in and just had to breathe and center myself and to be honest like it was tough but the way that I felt after is incomparable to anything I've I've experienced. Wow. You know, there's so much power. There's so much energy. Mm. It was, yeah. And, and I loved it. So I did another two times. Cool. Yeah. That, yeah. I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. Um, <laughs> you know, when it gets cold again. But, you know, when these kind of things present themselves and you're like, oh, I don't like cold water. You know, <laughs> on the side of yeah, water. yeah. Yeah. Ourselves that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, but really, you are so proud of yourself if you're able to do something like this. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the feeling is is amazing. So, yes, I've been doing the Wim Hof breathing as well. And, you know, and also doing my cold showers every day. And all of this really helps me keep a very, or as balanced or as strong of a mindset and headspace as, as I can.
0: Well, I love that. I'm, Thanks. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm in the Caribbean, so I don't think I can cold cold it, but I have actually, because it's, sometimes it's just really hot. So I have cold shower. I'll start with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> step. Step. Just do that. <laughs> I think that's really great. When we chatted last week, you mentioned that you are in the middle of taking a diversity and inclusion course. And can you tell us what this is all about and how will you be applying this new certificate towards your career in the dance music industry?
1: All right, so I'm finished school now mm. and I've actually already started um, training, but to rewind, so I started to going to school last year, at the end of last year, uh, to become an intercultural and diversity trainer. I know that in our music industry right now, there's a lot of a more lot more awareness of diversity, also of intersectionality. And I think it's really important that there's people there to pave the way and to be there as support and to train people that are willing to learn about some of these topics. I think, you know, I know that there is a lot lot of room to do this work in other industries, but because I've been working in the music industry for 15 years, I just really want to be a part of this change and a part of this shift. A lot of people, they know that this is what they need to do, but not, not many of them know how to get this kind of support and also... To work with someone that has the music industry experience, you know, because of course you can hire diversity trainers and they can tell you about unconscious bias and they can tell you about all of it, you know, but, but someone that really knows the fundamentals of the music industries and knows the issues and also knows where the sore spots are or where the scandals lie and where those, and where those stem from. I think that's an important uh, key part in this relationship with the trainer and trainee. So I've I've now been uh, working with corporate clients and, yeah, teaching them everything that they need to know, or at least based on the needs analysis of what they need to know and and doing training with them. And so far, it's been very rewarding. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully, being a part of creating more opportunities for people of color and women of color and women in our scene.
0: Amazing. I'm so, I was really actually impressed when you were telling me all of this. I was like, you know what, good for you. I feel like there's been um, a lot of people that I know that have been doing these, well, not diversity inclusions per se, but going back to school for something. Actually, I just saw a friend of mine, Mimi, on that podcast like a few weeks ago. She went back to school for psychology because of her whole brand, We the Love. And I was like, you know what? This is really awesome. You know, good for you. And as you mentioned, diversity and inclusion has really came to the surface more so than ever in the dance music industry, I feel like this past year. What made you move towards this direction in the first place? Like what made you click and be like, I want to do this?
1: So it kind of started around the Mask for Music initiative because with this, um, with this initiative, it was the first time that I you know, made a conscious decision to put myself in front of a project. You know, usually I'm behind the scenes and I've always been behind the scenes and very comfortable behind the scenes. But with this project, I put myself in the front and it was just really amazing to see the kind of response that we got. And you know as well, you know, with, you know, with, the, with some of the interview requests that were coming in, it was to talk about Masks for Music but it was also talk to talk about me and my career and things that I've done. And there was a lot of interest in that side. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's almost one of the first times that I've actually had the chance to explain everything that I've done in my past. And, uh, and with that, I started to see that there was a nice response from, you know, other women of color and, and younger women as well. Just being really proud of what I had accomplished and proud of what I was doing. And I think in there, I realized, OK, wow, you know, there are actually not so many women of color, black entre- female entrepreneurs in the techno industry mm-hmm. specifically. You know, I think it's really important that there is someone like me that that can be a good example and to and to show other young women of color, even young women or just women in general, that there is a place for them in the music industry and that there is someone that looks like them with in, an entre- in entrepreneurship roles. And um, this was really important to me. And so this is why I took a step further where I thought, okay, now how can I be of service? You know, yeah. how can I use my experience? How can I use my connections? How can I use my my desire to make our music industry a better place? How can I be of service and and help facilitate some of this change and be part of this change? And this is how it started that I thought, okay, well, I know that this is I know that this is an issue and know that this is a, a topic. I know that this is we're coming at a, a crossroads right now. And I'm going to go to school and I'm going to learn about the fundamentals so I can take my next steps after to start my journey in diversifying the music industry.
0: Yeah. And something else you mentioned is, you no. Know- also with being 15 years in the music business, and of course, furthering your education to do this, you're also kind of stepping in, you are stepping into a place of mentorship for these younger women, whether they're of color or just wanting to get involved in the music business, someone to look up to, because, you know, there was a time I'm sure that we both looked up to other women in the music business that were much older than us or had the experience, you know, when we were first starting out. So I feel like it gets to a point where you're like, okay, now that's my role. So I think that's really great. And you're going to be, you know, helping other women if they have questions or, you know, where do they start? I feel like it's great that you can be be there as a mentor and, you know, offer your guidance.
1: <laughs> I think it's also really great or a, big, a really good starting point that I was um, working with She Said So as well. Yeah. The yes. Berlin chapter founder of She Said So. And so for those of you who don't know about She Said So, it's a global network of women and gender minorities in the music industry and the mission is to empower all of us. So I've been with them since 2017. I'm the Berlin chapter founder, and of course, in this time as well, I started to learn more about being a mentor and being an example. But I didn't really have the thought, the thoughts of the diversity part of it until until more recently. But um, I think that was a key a key time as well. Being a partner, yeah. So. yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So can you share with us maybe some of the ongoing issues of diversity and inclusion in the dance music industry? And what are some of the changes you'd like to see in the near future?
1: So I don't necessarily love to talk about about problems. I'm a very solution-focused person. But I do know that I think everybody is aware that our scene is not as diverse as it could be. We are just in the middle, it feels like, of creating more of a gender balance in our in our lineups and in our scene. And now we're thinking more about like intersectionality. So I think educating people because education is first. So that's basically a challenge is to be able to diversify our industry. I think that of course our lineups need to be more diverse. I think as well that not only the front and what people see need to be more diverse, but also the teams behind. Because if we still have the same teams of people doing the bookings, doing all the PR, doing all of these positions that they've been doing forever, you know, of course, these people will also have it in mind. But there also needs to be people from these different groups. be able to represent and also be able to share their scenes and put those forward so i think the only way we're going to be able to diversify our music industry really properly is if we diversify behind the scenes and and ensure that we have the right teams of people and the open-mindedness and we have the yeah we just have the yeah diversity of the of the decision makers in power or in positions where they can make decisions and hopefully that will be a bigger step to Creating more
0: change. No, absolutely. And even outside of the dance music industry with the Black Lives Matters movement last year, that's when a lot of these big organizations and companies were starting to take a look at their own internal teams and say, oh, maybe they didn't mean to have such a non-diverse team on their uh, staff or their employees. But this was a time this past year where these companies were like, oh, we need to regroup here and take a look at our staff. Like, it's not just the music business, right? But yeah, I think more does. than ever. And like, why is it any different? We do need diverse teams in the back side of things to bring the different creativity, different mindsets, different perspectives. So it's really, really important and, uh, and, and it will make a big difference with the lineups, with the event curation or, you know, different cultures bring different experiences and different curations of like what they can bring to the table. So it's super important. And I'm really happy we're talking about it more. And, you know, people like yourself are stepping up and, you know, taking a certificate to train yourself so that you can step into these other companies in the the scene and teach them a few things, set the tone. And so we can all move forward really in this scene. It's really great. It's
1: really (laughs) exciting, you know, and it really is step-by-step. It's not something that will happen overnight, Mm -hmm. but as long as we have the desire and as long as we have the goal then there's no reason why we can't we can't make it happen
0: yeah exactly so this combination of working on yourself and this new certificate is really the start of an activated version of you so can you share with our listeners maybe any words of encouragement or how to get started on something they've been procrastinating on or thinking about achieving that have no motivation because I think this last year has also been an emotional roller coaster with people losing jobs and things closing lockdowns and it can be unmotivating especially over in the winter time especially I think that you know people have maybe stepped into their creative path or also they've been kind of held back because they were just maybe a little down with the loss of jobs not seeing family and all of these things.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, of course, there's, there's been hardship, but in my opinion, the hardship is just different right now. The circumstances are different now, but there's always going to be things that happen that mm-hmm. maybe pull, push you back or that maybe discourage you, right? So yeah, yeah. maybe it might be the pandemic, but if you, in my opinion, this can't be an excuse. Mm-hmm. If you want something enough, you need to go for it. Everything yeah. is within you. And if you are not motivated, then this is not, Then obviously there's something missing, that uh, will make you inspired and motivated. Because if you really want something, there's nothing that's going to stop you from doing it.
0: Really, Mm -hmm. there isn't. And if
1: it's you in your mind, and if it's you in your head that's holding you back, then you have to start doing some inner work to get over that to be able to start pursuing what you want. But this can go at any point in your life. This has nothing to do with the pandemic.
0: Mm -hmm. Really, Yeah. really. And the
1: thing is, if you're able to pull yourself out of this, then you can pull yourself out (laughs) of a lot. But... There's no there's no excuses. There's always gonna be things in your way, and there's always gonna be reasons why not to do something. Yeah. But in my opinion, if you really want to do it, you have to go for it.
0: I was just going to say, you know, it really is about the inner work as well. And like you said, there's hardships throughout your life, whether or not there is pandemic. I think whether it's just like all these little like morning rituals, whether you're just like starting to do small things for yourself daily can really change your mindset and then put you in a more of a positive place to take the small steps to get to your achievements. So it really is about this inner work. I think it's a big one.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, if, and if, you're, if you're procrastinating in something, Then you have to figure out, get to the root of why you're procrastinating. Mm Because a lot of times it's because you're not inspired. Yeah. This is how you have to rethink about how you're looking at something and also figure out if this is the right thing for you to be doing.
0: Absolutely. The life audit. (laughs) So, yeah. So can you share with us maybe one or two muses in your life that you'd like to give a shout out to?
1: Muses. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I have an amazing, amazing friend named Eva. She's been my best friend for about 10, 11 years. She's absolutely my muse. She is so intelligent, so smart, so beautiful, amazing mother, amazing friend. And... I don't, I don't think I have like a particular muses. I think that all of my incredible female friends all have something so special about them that they're all muses and all inspire me in their, in their own way. Would that be you and also Una? (laughs) And also I can name a a bunch of them, but I feel that every strong female friend that I have in my life right now, they're all a muse for me and they're all just as incredible as each other and yeah. I
0: agree. <laughs> <laughs> I know every time I ask this question, everyone's like, well, how can I just choose one or two? I'm like, you know, yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, But I think it's so nice to be surrounded by strong women and to support one another. And absolutely, it's so important to have that strong community of sisterhood and that divine feminine energy. It's
1: (laughs) something that I like. as well here, which I'm so impressed by.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Exactly, the
1: epitome of what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. So we're going to go to the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share? Yeah. Can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons that you've learned?
1: Well through this pandemic, I found love. I like that. Really really (laughs) nice. Something very, very special. And yeah, looking forward to seeing what comes from that.
0: She has a very big smile on her face, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
1: (laughs) And really that, you know, it's just continuing to create your own opportunities. You know, I've, I think that this is a common theme throughout my life and, you know, rather be COVID- you know, and COVID really showed me that there's nothing that can hold me back from doing what I want to do. And yeah, it's just to keep moving forward and to keep finding inspiration and to keep creating opportunities and and living a a happy life with lots of love.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so happy that you have found love over this pandemic. (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) <laughs> well, Lindy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and everyone, I will link some of Lindy's projects in her episode descriptions. So you can check out what she's up to. And yeah, Lindy it was so great to see your face today and we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I really look forward to speaking with you again in the future and good luck with everything.
0: Yes, <laughs> thank you so much
1: and everything else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Love you. Bye. Love you